there. God bless you, brother. Good to have you. He's been here for several services. And if you're a guest here, we're thankful that you've um, that you have come. It is our prayer that the Lord will uh, bless and touch you on this wonderful uh, Wednesday evening midweek service. Uh, you have taken it out of your schedule to be here, and uh, we are so thankful for that. I believe that the Lord has uh, a word to say to us tonight. We are going to uh, begin. We will barely touch the surface, of course, of this subject, uh, but we are going to begin tonight uh, ministering uh, concerning the importance of of doctrine everybody say doctrine we live in a religious world today where they are trying to do completely away with doctrine that there is no doctrine we all just come together and and uh just you know love the lord uh, in our own way and i've got news for you uh, it has never, ever been in the history of the human race that you had the right to love him the way you want to love him. He has laid it down in his book from the beginning of time on how we serve him, worship him, and love him. I know that we all have our own personal relationships with him, and you should, and we encourage that. But the word of God is very straightforward that there is doctrine. And we're going to talk about the importance. We're not going to get into doctrine. We're just going to talk about the importance of doctrine in the church. The reason why the religious world is falling apart and are allowing everything in, right? Have you noticed that? Everything goes now. Things that all of these uh, religions uh, would preach against because it was scriptural, uh, they are now allowing uh, to take place. Uh, different types of uh, immorality uh, is acceptable, uh, and the list just goes on. Why? Because they forsook the doctrine. And when you forsake doctrine, when you get away from learning and looking and what this Bible says about you and I and living in this world, when you get away from that, then the bottom line is this, anything goes. If you don't believe in this, you'll believe in anything. And so doctrine is important. All right, I don't want to get to teaching uh, until we start teaching. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1. Paul the apostle is addressing Timothy. Uh, his son in the Lord, his disciple, uh, and uh, he says to him, I charge thee therefore before God. He wants Timothy to understand that uh, what he is about to instruct him on is of utmost importance. And that this is not Paul the Apostle's opinion, but this is before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, whom shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. 
Preach the word. Everybody say, preach the word. This is what's missing today. Churches don't preach the word anymore. We have to preach the word. I want to be saved. How about you? We preach it in love. We preach it in compassion. We preach it in long suffering, but we preach it. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Everybody say doctrine. For the time will come. Someone tell someone say, and now is. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. These same churches, if those men would get up for a few weeks in a row and just preach sound doctrine, there'd be nothing left of their congregations. Because people will not endure sound doctrine. The reason why you endure it is because you was raised on it. You're about to get corn fed. Not endure sound doctrine. But after their, say it, their own lust. It's our nature. We want to we want to we want to go in the direction of our own lust even in serving God. We want to serve God but we want to do it in a way that it fulfills our own lust. Okay, we got to read the text. But after their own lust, shall they do what? Heap to themselves what? Having itching ears. I'm going to find somebody that's going to tickle my ears. And they shall turn away their ears from and shall be turned unto fables. Now, is this the kind of church we want to be? Is that the kind of preacher you want to have? Or do we want to stay with sound doctrine? And know that we're ready when the Lord Jesus Christ comes for his church. And I want to tell you, no one loves the loss greater than those who have and embrace sound doctrine. Because when you embrace sound doctrine, you understand just how lost this world really is and how much we need Jesus Christ Lord I ask that you help me tonight I need your help touch my mind and my spirit help me deliver what you laid on my heart today God, help us to hear what the Spirit has to say. Help us to walk in the light and the path of the lamp of the Word of God. Not our own lust leading us, our own passions, our own desires, but being led by the Word of God. No matter how much it hurts, Lord, we need your Word. We need sound doctrine. We need to stay focused in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And everybody say amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him I need sound doctrine. God bless you. You may be seated. We live in a time and a generation where men are seeking their own doctrine. But it didn't start in the year 2000, trust me. It started all the way back from the beginning of time. God laid down the rules. He laid down the doctrine. And men throughout time have been trying to find a way to get around it. The reason why the Lord gives doctrine to you and I, because he understands the nature of our flesh. He understands our fallen nature. And if you leave us to be whatever uh, we so desire to be, we will not end up in the image of God. The only way we're going to end up in the image of God is if we remain in the doctrine and the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole reason and purpose of doctrine. From the very beginning of time, in the beginning, God only had one doctrine. Only one. Adam, don't eat the tree. That was it. That's all he had to do. Everything else was his. All of the garden, all of the earth, all of the fish of the sea, all of the fowl of the air. Everything was given under the dominion of the man created in the image of God. And God only had one doctrine. He only had one rule. He only had one teaching. Do not partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But even there, man could not succeed. He stepped out of what? Out of the doctrine of God. Why? Because the woman saw the tree. How did she see it? She saw it pleasing to the eye. It was, it was uh, she lusted after it she desired it she wanted but don't do it Eve it's outside of the doctrine of God it's outside of the teachings of the Lord and she stepped out of the doctrine of God and she let her own lust lead her and because of that you and I today have to abide in the fallen flesh of humanity. This is why God gives you and I doctrine. Because we, if we are left to be led of our own lust and our own enticement, it will surely end in death. If you partake of it, Adam, if you partake of it, Eve, you shall surely die. When man is left up to his own guidance and, and, and left up to go after his own desires, the end thereof is death. The word of God is life. When we get in the word and we get in the doctrine of God, it is bringing us life. It is what gives us the power 
path and the pattern uh, for eternal life. Not only for the days to come, but for right now. If you're going to have pleasure and joy in this life, it's going to have to be through the Word of God. Everything else is false. Everything else is fake. Everything else is temporal. It'll, it'll start out looking good, but it'll end up horrible. Only in the Word of God can we receive these things. God does not give us doctrine to bind us. He does not give us doctrine to control us. He does not give us a doctrine to imprison us. He gives us doctrine because he loves us. It's the doctrine that keeps us safe. It is his doctrine that teaches us how to love one another and love him. It is his doctrine, the word of God, that puts us in a place of peace and tranquility even though we live in a world of chaos and trouble. It comes to the doctrine of the word of the living God. Every doctrine in the word of God has a purpose. Every teaching has a reason. And if we will follow it and abide in it, we will be able to enjoy this life here on earth and the life which is to come. But men seek their own doctrines. It's what calls the religious movement of the last days that the masses of people that gather together on Sunday mornings all over this earth in the name of Christ but not in the ways of Christ these are men that have sought after men that will teach doctrines that will tickle their ears and tell them that everything's alright you can live in your adultery and in your fornication but you're okay. You can live in your immorality, your homosexuality, or your lesbianism, and you're still okay. You can live in your drunkenness, and you're okay. You can live in your uh, your addictions, and you're okay. I've come to tell you, you're not okay. You're dying. You're dying outside. You're dying inside. The only thing that's going to change you is the power of the living God. The fusion of the Holy Ghost inside of you which will begin to lead you and teach you and guide you into what? Shout it out! Shout it out! Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. The goal of the Spirit of the living God is to lead you and I into all truth. He's not arbitrarily just leading us down some anonymous path not knowing where it's going. There is a destiny. There is an end game. There is a destination and it's called truth. And he is truth. Matthew chapter 15 verse number 7 
Jesus is speaking to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He says, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain, he says in verse 9, in vain do they worship me. Why? They are teaching doctrines for the commandments of men. They come together in their masses. They gather together in their congregations. They worship. They praise. They shout. They glorify God with their mouth. They give honor and glory to him. But their heart's not in it. Their life's not in it. They are walking in the doctrines of men. Men who are willing to tickle ears and say everything is all right. They have replaced God's doctrine with man's doctrine. Look at Romans 16 and 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark. Everybody say mark. Give notice. Pay attention to. Distinguish. Set aside. Recognize. Mark them which cause division and offenses. How? Contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. And Paul the apostle says to the church of Rome, avoid them if anybody comes. He says in verse 18, for they are such, serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches they deceive the hearts of the simple. You know why men are deceived? Because they're not taught doctrine. If you know the word of God if you understand the doctrine then you will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine the Bible says when someone comes with false doctrine you'll stand your ground and say no sir I will not bite that apple I will not go that way I know the word of God It is why your pastor must make a point to teach the doctrine. We, the Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches, must know without a doubt what is right and what is true in the word of God. Matthew 16 and 12 says, they understood how that he bade them not beware the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Now you need to understand something. The Pharisees and Sadducees were men who had devoted their life to obeying and following the law of God. Why would Jesus say watch out for the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Matthew 23 and 13 tells us, but what unto you scribes, Pharisees and hypocrites. You shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer ye that they are entering to go in. If you'll read the rest of that chapter through verse 33 you will find out that Jesus preaches to them and basically he says this you have taken my truth and you have twisted it to fit your own lust and your own 
ways and your own lifestyle and your own desires and your own wants and now men wander around they don't even know what's right or where to go no wonder the Bible says woe to the man of God who has the responsibility to preach this truth and he doesn't get up and sound the warning God said their blood will be upon your hands because he has ordained us to preach this truth and to teach doctrine the way that God would have us to deliver it I want to be saved I want my wife saved I want my children saved I want my family saved and you're not going to get that way by some halfway pansy wansy feel good preaching somebody's got to get up in your life somebody's got to preach the word of God into your heart and say this is the way walk ye in it let's love him let's love him Doctrine is not built arbitrarily upon men's feelings or desires. Rather, it is particular and precise. It is by doctrine that you and I will be judged. Isaiah 28 and 9 says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast look at Isaiah 28 and 10 I want you to see how precise God is when he comes to doctrine he said my doctrine must be precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little and then he goes on to say with stammering lips and another tongue I'll speak to these people this is the rest wherein you may cause the weary to rest that is the refreshing yet they would not hear they would not hear what they would not hear the doctrine look at verse 13 but the word of the Lord was unto them anyway God said even though they would not listen I got up in their life and I gave them my word precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little there a little that they might go here it is and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken there will be no excuses in the last days God has given his word you may want to twist it you may want to fit it to your life but I come to encourage us tonight here in this assembly oh God not my way but thy way not my will but thy will not my law but thy law not my precepts but your precepts I want to hear from you God talk to me God show me Jesus lead me Jesus I want your 
doctrine. Men fear doctrine. I remember the Lord took my wife and I off the field. We were evangelizing. We've been evangelizing for about five years. And uh, the Lord spoke to us. We came off the field. We worked under Brother Galen Allen. And we started a work. And uh, a George Terrio's feed store. I've told you this little thing before but there was about 40 people including the kids 15 20 adults and some youngins running around and uh the lord started blessing started moving powerfully church grew the mother church helped us out with some property and we found some land off of a street called Opelousa Street, down a little road, little road called Desitale. And we bought a building there, said about 200 people comfortable, five acres of land. And we bought it from this, uh, well, it's just us here tonight. I hope I don't offend anyone. But we bought it from a, a charismatic brother, he was the preacher. His hair was down below his shoulders, split down the middle. Every time I saw him, I wanted to quote Corinthians 11 to him, but I, I, the love of God wouldn't let me. So, he, you know, we bought it from them. They had closed down shop. And I remember after we had signed the papers, he came up. He came, he came and drove up. We were still in the process of remodeling, sanding down the pews and putting up wallpaper. We were, we put in, they didn't even have a bastry. How, how can you have a church and not have a bastry? How lost can you be? How ignorant of God's word can you be? And what I mean by that, have a place where you at least go baptize somebody. So, uh, he pulled up and flung his hair back. I want to say I used to look like that and then Jesus found me. But I, I didn't. The love of God wouldn't let me. That was the old flesh, you know. I keep my flesh down in my right big left toe. But every once in a while it makes its way up. And uh, so he pulled up and, and rolled down his window and he said, you'll never, you'll never make it. You know, it, this church will never survive. I said, well, thank you, brother, for that encouragement. I said, uh, why do you feel that way? He says, because y'all have too much doctrine. He said, you can't have doctrine and build a church today, son. You got to let go of that doctrine stuff. That was for way back when. He said, today, it's just about, you just got to preach, you know, just preach love and, and, uh, he said, if you, I wanted to say, well, you know, you guys are closing shop. The love thing didn't work out very good for you. But I didn't because the love of God wouldn't let me. 
I didn't, I didn't say a whole lot in that conversation. <laughs> so uh, I said, but my response was this to him. I said, sir, it is because we do have doctrine that we will build a church right here on Desitel. And within two years, that first year, we had 365 people, one for every day. 365 people prayed through to the gift of the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. We did about the same on the second year. By the end of the second year, we were running a strong 230-member church, powerful, power-packed, full of glory and mighty services of the Lord. And you want to know why? Because when pastor or guest preacher or evangelist got up in that pulpit, we understood that doctrine is what keeps the church together. Men fear doctrine. Look at Mark 11 and 18. And the scribes and the chief, chief priests, they heard it and sought how that they might destroy him. For they feared him, speaking of Jesus, because all the people were what? They were astonished at his doctrine. Look at what they said to the, uh, to the apostles, uh, to the disciples in Acts chapter 5, saying, verse 28, saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name and behold you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us men fear doctrine but I'm going to tell you who fears doctrine more than men and that is the devil himself because Satan understands you can feel good you can have experiences you can have a miracle in your life God can do all kinds of wonderful things but until you start walking in the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ you will not have power in the kingdom but when you get a hold of the doctrine of the word of God now my friend you have knowledge and if you have knowledge you have faith and if you have faith you can move mountains there's nothing that can stop the church when they found it on the doctrine You see, the problem with doctrine is that it conflicts with the will of men. I can come to the house of God and as long as you don't get up and start really preaching about how God expects me to live in this ungodly world and all you do is get up and tell funny stories and just talk about the goodness and the grace and all that's wonderful and we preach all of that here but I'm going to walk out the same way I came in. No conviction's ever going to touch me but the moment you get in that book and say the word of God says this is right and this is wrong now God's will conflicts with my will 
You see, that is the ultimate problem with doctrine. That's why men don't want anything to do with doctrine. It's why the modern church has forsook doctrine. And now anything goes in the church and in the pulpit. It's because it conflicts with the will of man. And they're not willing to change their will to match up to the will of God. Look at John 7 and 16. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. First of all, notice something. Jesus had a doctrine. The very one they're preaching about that they're saying, if you're going to do anything today in the kingdom of God, you got to let doctrine go. The very one they're talking about had a doctrine. And he said, my doctrine doesn't come from me. It comes from the eternal father, the creator of the universe. If any man, the next verse, if any man will do his, shout it, shout it. If any man will, will do his will, the will of the Father, he shall know of the doctrine. You see, the reason why they don't know the doctrine is because they've never submitted their will to his. Because that's what doctrine is. Doctrine is the will of God. And when people say, I don't want doctrine, they mean I don't want the will of God in my life. I don't want to obey these, these silly doctrines you have. They're not my doctrines. Even Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh, said to them, this doctrine is not of this flesh that you see. This doctrine comes from my Father who is up in heaven, who created heaven and earth. It is the eternal will of God himself. If any man will do the will of the Father, he shall know of the doctrine. If you don't have doctrine, well, you'll just believe any doctrine. Ephesians 4 and 14. I'm not going to hold us much longer. That we henceforth be no more children. Now, how do you know you're a kid? In God. How do you know you never grew up in God? You're still on the bottle. You're still on the spiritual breast. How do you know that? You are tossed to and fro. You are carried about every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they live and wait to deceive a true sign of a Christian who is maturing in God is one who begins to walk in the doctrine of the Word of God. Because if you know His will, you will know His doctrine. Or if you do His will, you will, you will know His doctrine. And as a child, you're tossed to and fro, carried about every wind of doctrine. Why are you tossed about every wind of doctrine? Because you've never learned the doctrine. The importance of 
doctrine is that if you don't get it, then the devil can deceive you with anything. It's why there's so much craziness out there in this spiritual world. It's crazy out there. No wonder the world thinks we're stupid. Do you ever see some of these guys on television? You look at them and you go, no wonder the world hates us. Listen to you. You're all about money. You haven't preached one thing to change their life and you want them to send in their retirement to you. All you've done is lie to them about holy water. You lied to them about special oil from Israel. You lied to them about special wood from Israel. How it's going to change their life. What about Jesus changing their life? So no wonder the world hates us. It's idiots like you. Stepping out of the doctrine. Getting out of the word of God. Preaching false doctrine. I'm talking to you again, preachers. You fill our radio and our, our television stations and you fill pulpits every week of the year and by the millions they gather in to listen to you and all you do is lie to them. You are nothing but a deceiver and you better get the truth of the word of God inside of you. You hear me? I'm talking to you, preacher. You better bend your will to the will of God. You better give yourself to God. You better accept the doctrine of God. I'm preaching to the spirit of false doctrine right now. I bind it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time for truth to go forth. It's time for men to hear word that will change their lives, change their direction, that will expose their sin. Let them see the deception that they're in. There's a reason why God's preachers are so full of passion. Because you can't get a hold of this doctrine without going crazy. Paul said, speak truth in love that you may grow into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Preach the doctrine so you can grow. Of course it's going to hurt. It's supposed to hurt. It's coming against your flesh. Every one of us are full of lust, pride, greed, envy, strife, jealousy. Should I go on? The word of God cuts to the very desire and intent of the heart. Gets into the mile of the bone. And exposes us. So that we can change. So that we can reach others. Hebrews 13 and 9 says, Be not carried about with divers strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them, 
that have been occupied therein. Be not carried about with divers, strange doctrines. There's only one way for that to happen. You have to learn the doctrine. Doctrine is important because it brings power. You know, I, 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 get, I get a kick out of this all the time. And because uh, I've been doing this long enough, I just kind of know for the most part. And sometimes I'm, I'm fooled in a good way. But, you know, they'll, they'll walk in and, and uh, they'll say, oh, my God. I have never felt the power of God like this. And they'll just they'll be around for a few weeks and they'll just go on and on, Sister Carlene, about the move of God. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, yeah, but you don't know what brings the move of God yet. But you hang around for a little while, you'll know. It's doctrine. It's because we believe in something. It's because we're willing to separate ourselves from the world. It's the doctrine of separation and dedication. Se separate from the world and then dedicated to God. Huh? It, we call it holiness. Call it what you want. Separation and dedication is what produces this. It's because... We are willing to recognize that there is sin in our life and that I need the word of God to fix it. I need the preacher to preach to me. So I keep coming back no matter how much it hurts. I keep coming back and I open up my heart and I say, come on, preach to me, preacher. I got to get this stuff. I got to get it out of me. And they'll come in and they'll go, oh my God. And then they'll get the Holy Ghost, speak in tongue. Get Some of them, they even get baptized. And they're, they're just beside themselves. Never experienced so much power, so much glory. And then they go missing. And you call them. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back at my old church. Oh, did you get the Holy Ghost there? Oh, no, they don't believe in the Holy Ghost here. Oh, oh Okay. Did you get baptized in Jesus' name there? Oh, no, 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 no. They're Trinitarians here. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so how was church today? Oh, it was nice. Thank you, Brother Lamar. It was nice. I said, uh, define nice. Oh, he, pre he preached a nice message. Oh, did it tickle your ears? Did, did it make you feel good? Did you feel good today at church? I know I'm being sarcastic. God bless Lewis, please. I'm, I'm a lot nicer than this. Did it, did it make you feel good? But see, here's the problem. What's in here comes with a price. If you're going to get this and keep this, you have to pay the price. You don't get this free. No, 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 no. This cost. It costs you submitting your will to his will. That's what it cost. It costs you being willing to get out of your doctrine and getting into his doctrine and beginning to walk according to the word of God. And, and they don't want that. So they go back where their ears are tickled and their heart is made to feel fancy and free. But if you're going to have the power of God, if the anointing of the Lord's going to be on you, you've got to be somewhere where the doctrine is alive and well. 
All right. Doctrine brings power. Luke 4 and 31. And, he, and came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, taught them on the Sabbath day, speaking of Jesus, of course. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. The power you feel when you come into this place is because of doctrine, the doctrine of separation, the doctrine of submission, the doctrine of yielding us to him, the doctrine of praise, the doctrine of worship. All of these are doctrines of the word of God that we have learned to follow and obey. And when we do, we get the power of God that comes into our midst. It is obedience to the doctrine that saves us. Romans 6 and 15. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Now this is where the world is. The religious world. Because we're under grace, nothing else matters. But Paul the apostle said, wait a minute. Just because I'm under grace and I'm no longer under the law doesn't mean I have the right to sin. Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to him whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto or of obedience and the righteousness for God be thanked that you were the servants of sin but you have obeyed from the heart that form of come on shout it out shout it out from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you why am I saved yes I'm under grace no I'm not under the law I understand that by grace are we saved without grace we'd all be lost but there is a doctrine that I must obey or I will not be saved I must You can't be saved without repentance. Repentance is a doctrine. You can't be saved without the Spirit of God. For he, for without the Spirit of God, you are none of his. The Bible tells us. Receiving the Holy Ghost is a doctrine. Jesus taught it. He taught repentance. He taught being filled with the Holy Ghost. He taught being baptized of the remission of your sins. He preached these doctrines. My God. You can't even be a church without doctrine. You're just a gathering of people. You are fooling yourselves. You're deceiving your own selves. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Man, y'all sing good. A little while, just a few more minutes. The church kept the doctrine, Acts 2 and 41. They that gladly receive his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls and they continued steadfastly in the apostles you mean the apostles had a doctrine oh come on come on it was just everybody come together everybody just come together we're just going to have a good time here today how about you back there in the back brother God bless you oh no why don't you read that chapter 2 of Acts and see what Simon Peter preached. He put the blood of Jesus back on their hands. 
And he said, the only way you're going to get the blood off your hands is if you repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And about 3,000 of them received it by the end of the week. Another 5,000, they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Why? Because they continued in the doctrine. We're going to reach this world by doctrine. You will only reach this world by doctrine. You don't have doctrine, you won't reach nobody. They might get an experience, but they won't be saved. Titus 1 and 9, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convince the gainslayers. How did he convince the worst sinners of his day? Sound doctrine. My God. There's nothing on this earth can defeat sound doctrine. People come at you all the time with the same old things. You hear it all the time, don't you? Just all kinds of, well, what about this? And, well, what about that? Always trying to figure out a way to get out of doctrine. Why don't you just get in it? Always trying to, they spend 90% of their energy trying to figure out why it's wrong. Trying to say, I, I believe God and I believe the word. And now I'm going to prove to you why it's wrong. That's what they do. Sound doctrine is what's going to reach this world. And the worse this world gets and the darker our times become, the sounder our doctrine must be. We have got to be that rock that will not move. Listen to me. You have only seen the tip of the iceberg of where religion in this world is going. Religion is going to become the most deceptive power on the planet. It is going to become the most evil power on the planet. It's already accepting every sin you can think of. Somewhere in the midst of this has got to be God's church. That's why the Lord said, when I come back, will I find faith? Will I find my people... Will I find faith? Will I find doctrine? Will there be a people who still believes and trusts and walks in my word? 2 Timothy 3 and 16, I'm closing. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. To reprove, correct, instruct in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect. Here it is. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thoroughly furnished. Completed. And how does that happen? Through doctrine. 
Without doctrine, you're just an empty house. And you know what fills an empty house? Seven more devils greater than the one that was there before God showed up. You better fill your vessel. And it needs to be with the doctrine of God's word. His doctrine perfects us in him. You know, is the word ironic? Uh, the, the ironic thing about this is that people are coming to God because they messed everything up. So they come to God. Then when they get in God, they say, oh, I can do this. And they make their own doctrines and their own religion and their own teachings. How ironic is that? If you needed God to get you out of your mess, you're going to need God to keep you out of your mess. We are perfected by doctrine. John tells us, look to yourselves. Here it is. That we lose not. Everybody say lose not. Now, Pentecostal, the Palm Beaches, this is where we're at. Now, I know this weighs on my shoulders. I'm pastor and the ministry of this church. It's my responsibility to preach doctrine and to preach it in love and to keep, to keep this church strong in God so that when the most possessed by demons and the most corrupt by this world walk through those doors, it doesn't bother us. We're solid in the word of God. Demons don't scare us, move us. Spirits don't bother us. We just look at them and say, be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Question is, do you want the Holy Ghost? We're not worried about the demon. We're worried about whether we can get the flesh. Praise God. Taking power over the devil ain't nothing. Getting that flesh to submit itself to God, that's the tough part. That's the hard part. Look to yourselves. Look in your heart. Look to yourselves. That we lose not those things which we have wrought. But that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the. Hath not God. And you're going to tell me we don't need doctrine? If you're not abiding in the doctrine of Christ, you don't have God. So feel good all you want. Do all, go to church as much as you want. Pay your tithes all you want. And that's a doctrine. But you have to fulfill the doctrine of separation unto the Lord. From the world. And dedication unto the Lord. Which encompasses all doctrines of course. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. Hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ. He hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you. And bring not this doctrine. 
Receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. Don't you send your money to some preacher that's not preaching this truth. I'm just going to throw that at you. Don't you listen to some tearjerker on television tell you some stupid story who don't believe fat meat is greasy. And you reach in your purse and you write a $100 check and you send it to false doctrine and you come here and you fight over walking up and putting $5 in the offering plate. And this preacher going to preach your soul into heaven. That preacher going to deceive you right into hell. Why is it people... Why is it people can so more easily give of their goods to false doctrine and can't seem to give it to truth? Because the devil controls their money. And he's promoting false doctrine. So he gives them that good feeling to give towards false doctrine. But he scares you to death when it comes to giving the truth. Well, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. Boy, I got off track. Brother Lewis, give me one more shot, buddy. Just come back one more time. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. I'm wrapping it up. How many times have I said that? All right. Just don't exaggerate. That's a lie. And that's, that's not good doctrine. Let's stand. That really doesn't mean anything either. But I really do only have this last couple scriptures. Galatians. Are you ready for this? Everybody say doctrine matters. He said if anybody comes to you and it's not this doctrine that you have learned that got you into truth. Repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of speaking in tongues. Living a holy, consecrated, separated, dedicated life unto God. Loving people no matter who they are. Just because we preach hard don't mean we don't love people. No one loves those who live in moral lives more than the Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches. We don't care what kind of lifestyle you're in. We love you. We love you so much, we're going to tell you that it's not right. We're not going to compromise with your soul because we fear men. We're not going to do it. We love you, and we're going to tell you this is the word Quit trying to convince yourself otherwise. This is the word. You cannot live in fornication and go to heaven. It can't be a man with a man and a woman with a woman. The Bible's against it. Or with an animal. The Bible's against it. And there's a lot of other things. I'm just naming those because those are the hot topics. <sighs> Y'all are going to have to come visit your pastor in prison in about five years. I can tell you that right now. I'm going to get me a nice sale. My wife's going to cook me gumbo. It's going to be all right. But we are an angel from heaven. Preach any other gospel. Paul said this doctrine is so powerful and true that if I come to you preaching anything that I've already preached to you, you let me be accursed. Don't you follow me unless I'm following Christ. If we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have 
than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be a curse, as we said before. So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that ye have received, let him be a curse. Last verse. For do I now persuade men, here it is, or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Doctrine is what has made us what we are. And the stronger we preach it in love, long-suffering. Listen, anyone can attend this church, any form or any fashion, for as long as they want. They'll never be ran out. They'll never be ran off. But they're going to have to be able to sit under the hot word of God. And if they're willing to sit under the hot word of God, then more power to them. But eventually, that word's going to get a hold of their heart. Eventually, the cloak of sin is going to be taken off. And they're going to feel the love of God like they've never felt it. Listen, only true, pure doctrine can bring the love of God to you. Only true, pure doctrine can do that. Well, that's all I got to say tonight. To reach over and get your neighbor's hand. Lord, you love this church. You love every you love every soul that's in this building. You've chosen us. We preached on that last week. God, we're the remnant. We're the victorious ones. We're the survivors. We're the chosen one. We're the called out. We're the peculiar ones. God, let us, let us take your doctrine and put it deep in our hearts that we might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let us put on the armor of salvation, the helmet, God. Helmet of salvation that might gird ourselves about with our loins with the with the girdle of truth. Just wrap ourselves about it, God, and our feet shod with the preparation of this gospel, Father. We just pray it, we ask it. Lord, let us be that church that loves the souls of men. But God, we do it right. It's it's more than just loving people. We have to love them in truth. It's more than just being kind. We have to be kind in truth. God, let, let us be that people. Show us the way. Show us truth. Put, put your doctrine in us. Put your love in us. Your truth in us. Let us walk with power upon this earth. Let this church be a strong church, God. Standing against the wiles of the devil. And when the religions of this world fall off the cliff, let the church of the living God remain around the world shining bright. Let us be that candle upon a hill that cannot be hid. God, we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give us that tough skin. God, give us that strength to endure sound doctrine. Lord, don't let us look 
for the itching ears, but let us stand under the pressure, God, of sound doctrine that we might be changed and never be the same. Let your word change us, change this church, change everything about us, God. Make us that which you want us to be. It's our prayer tonight. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. We submit ourselves to you. We give our will to you. We yield ourselves to you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we pray it, God. In your name, let's clap our hands to the Lord. God, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. We praise you, we adore you. The precious name of the Lord, amen. I know I kept you a little long tonight. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for being the greatest church on the planet. Let's live for God. Let's live for God. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Give me my breakdown crew up here. God bless you.